Welcome to KC Corner, episode 55, and hopefully the sound is a little bit better this week. We're not underwater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for all those who listened last week, God bless you. I, <laughs> honestly, uh, I, I started listening to it. My wife said that it was uh, of the volume or the uh, sound was a little off, so I listened to it and thought, oh my goodness. Yeah, Jeff walked in the room this morning and said, Brooks, don't mess it up this week. <laughs> yeah, isn't that nice? <laughs> isn't that <laughs> encouraging? Put pressure on, so hopefully we sound better right now. I hope I, so, I think Brooks. we did a little mic test, so I think we're good. <laughs> I hope so. We'll be good. Hey, listen, thanks for listening, everybody out there. Really, we love doing this, and we're so grateful that um, seemingly God's used it to be a blessing in some folks' lives, so that's incredible. Yeah, and we got a live studio audience again with Zoe and Gracie. Hopefully they st- stay quiet this week. You know, they don't look very interested right now, though, do yeah, they? Yeah, they, they're just looking out the window right now. They got a little rowdy. We need some hallelujahs when we, when <laughs> exactly. we need them, but last week they were just rambunctious. Maybe I just need more charismatic dogs. Yeah, I, yeah, know? yeah, exactly, exactly. Zoe's zoned out over there. She is. <laughs> hey, you know, Brooksy, um, just to let everybody know, uh, Brooks is coaches. He's a uh, high school baseball coach. He's the specifically the pitching coach, and they've, like, on a streak, like, Andre Vasilevsky shutouts, man. Mm-hmm. You we are got four in a row now. Four we shutouts four. in a Not row. You know, yeah. it's yeah. incredible. What a <laughs> pitching coach. That's incredible. Very cool. Yeah, got to keep the streak going Friday. So we'll I, I love we'll it. See. Let's go. <laughs> Can't screw it up now. Yeah, you won't. You're great. <laughs> but now we can get to the important stuff. <laughs> the I Am series uh, continued with I Am the Good Shepherd this past weekend. What you meant to say. You know, uh, what a privilege preaching again through this series. And we said a lot on Sunday. But one of the things I just really feel like uh, to circle back to, there's two two thoughts about this passage that just need to have a little bit more reflection. One is how amazing that John 10, where Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, so beautifully fits with Ezekiel 34, where the promise that God made saying, listen, I'm so upset with the shepherds of Israel. Remember, he's not talking about those literally tending sheep. The shepherd of Israel, those were the kings. Those were the rulers. Those are the people that are supposed to take care of God's people, his sheep. He says, I'm so upset with them because they just are so selfish. And we Think about that in our own lives, especially our own political system of how selfish our leaders can be. But God says this, I myself am going to come and shepherd the sheep. I myself am going to come look and, and search after the lost. I my, myself am going to bind up the wounded. I myself am going to gather them. I'm going to shepherd them. I'm going to feed them. And so, but he also say in that passage, and by the way, I'm going to set over them one shepherd, my servant David. And so you have this incredible promise of a God who personally is going to shepherd sheep. And you also in there have this kind of additional promise that, oh, by the way, it's going to be connected to the servant David, which we see is so beautifully fulfilled in Jesus, who is the son of God and the son of man in the line of David, the true king uh, that was to come, and that he did personally come to seek and to save the lost. So the first thing is, I hope that those who are listening just see the incredible beauty of God's word. God's promises that he made of old are fulfilled through God himself. Uh, What God requires of us, God provides for us. I mean, God is so amazingly gracious that Jesus would come as our good shepherd. So that's the first thing I really tried to, to say. And the second thing, in John 10, he says something that just says, hey, listen, I came to give them life and life abundantly. And you know, what an amazing statement of why Jesus came. Um, it also says in other, another passage that, hey, I came to seek to save the lost. That's a good shepherd. But to have life and life abundantly, Brooks, um, he will also say, I lay my life down for my sheep. And 
it's kind of startling if you really think about it. What shepherd lays his life down for the sheep? He's worth so much more than those sheep, you know? And so, um, but here's, here's the point. You can never have life and life abundantly without the shepherd laying his life down because sin has brought such a curse that we're dead in our trespasses and sins. The only way that we are made alive in Christ Jesus, think of like Ephesians 2 that unpacks this, is that he would have to lay down his life. So here you have Jesus who is the spotless lamb of God, the one who fulfilled the law, and yet he's the one who becomes the curse on the cross. So the curse is reversed. And so there is no life and there is no life abundantly without a shepherd who lays down his life. Mm -hmm. I mean, it has to have that cross. And, you know, it just, I'm sure when he first said that, they didn't quite understand the depth of it, um, you know, until the Holy Spirit came and opened up our eyes to really see what that meant. But how incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's two words that I kind of hear and think immediately kind of through the Christian worldview of he delights in us and then living life abundantly. So delight mm. and abundantly, I always think of in the Christian worldview part of it. And I love that word of um, mm. living life abundantly and full of grace and freely and everything. And so just having a God that loves us so much and wants us to enjoy life is incredible. Because I think people on the outside think that you're kind of boxed in with different rules and how could sure. you enjoy life that way? And that's not yeah. how it's meant to be. Well, you know, it's interesting the word abundant too, because I think the abundant probably has the way we've grown up, Brooks, in America. Abundance in the American dream can mean one thing and abundance in God's economy can be another. And mm -hmm. a, the abundance of life is a life that's filled with light. It's filled with love. It's filled with Jesus. It's filled with the spirit. It's filled with God's word. And so abundance doesn't necessarily mean accumulation yeah. the way that some of us think well, at least i think sometimes and uh it's uh abundance can be in a in a jail cell i think of uh, uh silas and paul i mean in a jail cell uh in, in philippi they're singing you know mm -hmm. and so they had abundant life in a jail cell and, mm -hmm. and uh um I, I think that that's that's the gospel so but I love that word abundance too, and and uh, I, I love the fact that what, what was the other word you used? delight? Yeah, yeah, that he does delight in us. And I just feel like I don't hear those two words too much outside of you know the Bible or church or anything. Yeah, they're kind of specific to that. You know, even that word delight, you wonder how many people really think that God delights in them. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, I know when I I was on I four on Monday, um, Katie and I were heading uh, to our Monday routine for the first time in a long time. We went to the beach. It there was awesome. And uh, there's a sign there that God's not angry with you. It's like right around that uh, Longwood uh, mm -hmm. uh, exit um, by Four Rivers, some mm -hmm. of the best barbecue great, great, ever. Great restaurant, shout out. <laughs> um, you know, and I thought about, you know, God is, he's hes a God who scripture will say he's holy and, and uh, uh, whose indignation burns every day, Psalm 7 will say. But at the same time, for, with his people, he delights in us. He mm -hmm. really does. And he can delight in us because... He delights in us in the work of his son. So, yeah, good, good word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when I hear that word, I think more like, I think it was later in your sermon too, like knowing you perfectly and knowing everything about you, not just like, love you, man, like just yeah, words yeah. like that. It's like knowing you truly who you are and still loving you. Yeah, fully known and fully loved is mm -hmm. pretty amazing. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a divine thing. Cause, yeah, yep. you know, the more sometimes you know something, you're like, geez, that's hard to love. And mm -hmm. uh, 
but he delights in us. Yeah, and then when I hear abundantly, I think, uh, just pure joy, satisfied, mm. content, no matter kind of your circumstances. Like you're saying, it could be a jail sale, a big house, whatever your circumstances are. That's good stuff, Brooksy. Good stuff. That is really good stuff. I love it, man. You sound like preacher today. I love it. Well, what good stuff do you have for us next week? Well, boy, it's hard to hard to beat next week. It, it's, uh, as a matter of fact, it's, it's one that I thought, should I be preaching this on Easter? Because uh, John 10 is, I'm the good shepherd. John 11 is, I am the resurrection and life. And incredible story, you know, of, of Lazarus being uh, brought back from the dead and uh, um, that, that Jesus will tell his sisters, listen, I am that resurrection and life. And he who believes in me, though he die, he was going to live. And so what does that really mean? And so we'll unpack that a little bit. Cannot wait. Uh, just a quick teaser is, you know, before you can really have life, you have to have death. And so I'm going to try to deal with that. You know, it doesn't say I am the life and the resurrection. It says I am the resurrection and the life. Death first, life next. What did that look for Jesus? What does that look for us? And there's this hope, uh, an eternal hope with that one, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely, definitely. So we got, what, three more in the I Am series? Three more, yeah. Uh, we're going to, after that, uh, uh, we have, well, this Sunday, then then two more after that. We have, then I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and then I am the, tr- I am the true vine. So nice. it'll go. be right before uh, Palm Sunday and Easter. Works beautiful, mm-hmm. so Yahoo. S- scheduling it out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lord, Lord willing. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's just His grace. It's good stuff. Um, but going back to our book, Transforming Grace, we're on chapter eight now, Holiness, a Gift of God's Grace. Yeah, Holiness, a Gift of God's Grace. And it just, uh, I, I love what he unpacks here is that, you know, remember uh, a, a verse like Ephesians 1, 4, that before the foundation of the world, God chose us in Christ Jesus. He chose us, watch this, to be holy and blameless. That's the, and it says in love, he's going to do this for us. He's predestined us. And so holiness has always been his desire for his people. Why? Because he's a holy God and uh, the standards don't change. He'll say, be ye perfect as I am perfect. Whoa. Okay. Uh, how in the world can we do that as broken, fallen sinners? And when it says uh, this holiness uh, that sometimes it gets people stuck, like, oh God, I, how do you require me to try to live a holy life? Or even it's a negative, you're holier than thou. You know, that's kind of a, a negative thought. But um, holiness is, is something that God calls us to, so, but it's something that God gives us as well. It's a grace. Holiness uh, set apart without sin, uh, it will say in our justification, and I want to I want to take you to one thought, Brooks. Is the 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 verse Hebrews ten fourteen? I know we've talked about it on, on this uh, podcast. It's one of my favorites. It's one that I shared with my my brother David Outing, and we talk about it. Um, but it says this: through one sacrifice, the sacrifice of Christ, God has forever made perfect. He, it's in the perfect tense. It's something that's done with ongoing consequences. He has forever made perfect those that He is making. Per, uh, holy and so you got this paradox in the in the uh, Christian life right now that we have been made perfect because of the work of Christ and now that is grace that is God's grace our all of our sins not just some but all of them were placed on Christ and it was paid that Christ's righteousness for fulfilling and magnifying the law was credited to us by God's grace through faith and so when God sees us, uh, in that state of justification, which once we are believers, we'll never lose, we are declared not guilty. Um, and not just are we cleansed, but we're clothed. 
and we're clothed with Christ's righteousness. So it's not it's not like, hey, I just cleaned you up, but you're, you, you know, you got nothing going for you. It's like I cleaned you up and I've robed you with my righteousness. We, we know we're talking about the prodigal God is the is the father gave the best robe mm-hmm. to the, the son, the younger son. Um, he gives us the robe of Christ's righteousness. So that in that state, we are holy in our justification. We have been declared righteous. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he also gives us a Holy Spirit, which has got an ongoing work of our sanctification. And, and that sanctification is that we are being made holy. We are being sanctified. Uh, it's, it's the same Hebrew word or Greek word. And so, um, you know, that the Holy Spirit works in us to, to compel us, to drive us, to, to help us be holy. And that's grace too. And so you have grace on both sides of this equation. You have the grace on the side of, uh, um, you know, our justification and our sanctification. Great mm-hmm. stuff. And to steal your quote that you use sometimes, this chapter was definitely kind of diving into the deep end. Oh, yeah. And when I hear that word, holy, again, it's kind of hear it more on the Christian worldview part of it. It seems like such a big word that means so many different things. It's um, true. And a whole chapter about it. Yeah, and you know, and I know that we've just perused the top of that, that chapter, and it does mean a whole lot of things. I mean, holiness, God is holy, and it obviously means without sin, but it also means set apart. Mm-hmm. And uh, a holiness is something, if it's holy to God, it's set apart, and God's people are set apart. We are holy. What are we set apart? We're set apart to bring him glory. Mm-hmm. And so there's a reason for our holiness, our set apartness, our you know, we, we could never bring him glory in our sin, so he deals with it, and uh, uh, and he continues to deal with it. How, how incredibly gracious. But I, I kind of want to go back and say, Brooks, I think that this whole holiness notion kind of has a, a bad rap. It's, it's almost like, hey, be holy, give up the good stuff, you know, you're going to you're gonna lose out on life, There there's there's things you're going to miss out, pursuing holiness is... Uh, is, is uh, somehow restrictive, but if we're made in God's image and we're made for Him, the more holy we are, the more life we find—that mm-hmm. abundant life—and the more, the more we become like Jesus. And here's the incredible thing: the more we become our true self. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's amazing. We're not losing something. I mean, and I, I know I, I've in my life at times you, you think of, gosh, do I really want to give up this habit? Do I really want to give up this? this thought? Do I really want to give up this, this activity? You know, um, what, what am I going to lose? Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, gosh, you know, when it's something sinful, what do we gain? We gain so much. Yeah. And it's realizing that the world can't satisfy us and, you know, having things here doesn't make us a ab- living abundant life or fulfill us or anything like that for sure. When are we going to figure that out, Brooksy? I like that. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully one day. <laughs> I know. It's so true. Hopefully one day. But again, yeah, giving up one of those habits like, oh, no, I'm not addicted. I can give up that anytime I want. Yeah. But in reality, you know, mm. probably a little harder than yeah. as you take a cup, sip of your cup of coffee. Like giving exactly. up caffeine Ooh. would suck. Yeah, that, would, yeah, that would be really hard, <laughs> especially in the AM hours. So uh, that's early so true. AM hours. That's yeah. right. And just maybe this point is stupid but i think people throw around the holy word like holy crap or other oh, yeah. versions of that, that yeah yeah you know maybe uh dilute the word a yeah little bit for sure instead for sure. of realizing how yeah you know, crazy it is yeah absolutely even a holy cow yeah uh, <laughs> exactly yeah for sure 
Um, any KC updates? Well, this week, week uh, Communion Sunday, so can't wait, uh, folks uh, within uh, you know the, the KC area here, the King's Chapel, that can come join us. Uh, let's celebrate the Lord's Supper. Uh, we will have this Sunday night. Uh, we will have uh, the return of all the King's men uh, on our back porch, which will be exciting. And so uh, we're in March, and so. Uh, the actual Holy Week is going to begin the last uh, uh, Sunday. We'll have Palm Sunday on the last Sunday. And then uh, April's right around the corner, which, you know, we'll have our Maundy Thursday service and mm-hmm. uh, a sunrise Easter service coming up. So that's we got a little bit of time for that. So uh, tonight is our women's ministry. So uh, uh, excited about that. And yeah, a lot of cool things that are happening. So love what God is doing. The vaccine's rolling out. The church is getting filled up on Sundays. It's fun. It, it, it is fun. I hear that Texas is kind of... Uh, I op- guess they're open. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> That's awesome. They like le- le- Electricity came back on in Texas, and they all said, let's go. Let's you go. Know? Let's Here go. We are. We're good now. We're good. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Well, that's all I have. Do you have anything else? No, that's it. Hey, listen, keep that that winning, that scoreless streak alive, man. We're going to try to. We're going to try phenomenal. to for sure. Keep it going the rest of the year. Puck drop tonight <laughs> at 10 p.m. if you want to come join me. <laughs> Let's get rowdy. That's right. Sounds great. <laughs> See you guys next week. Blessings all. <laughs>